Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. You, you, you. So welcome back to another episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres and I am the host of this show and a human design reader. If you've never heard this podcast before, thank you for stopping to listen. Today's show is about energetic alignment and we hear a lot about energetic alignment in the spiritual community and in today's society period um, when it comes to just being in direct alignment with all that is so that you can be in soul alignment with your journey and everything that you are desiring to create in this life. I want to take what we know about being in energetic alignment a little bit deeper. And the way that I want to do that is just explaining a little bit more about how in actuality, when it comes to science, it's actually been proven that literally everything is energy. Like this microphone that I'm speaking into right now is energy. The crystals that I'm looking at in front of me are energy. The cup that I'm looking at right now is energy. Everything is energy. And my favorite explanation and breakdown of this is through human design. And when I first heard about this, it was so fascinating to me that I sort of stayed in the realm of this science sort of portion of human design for probably longer than most people. <laughs> most people would have probably moved on to like the other areas of human design. But this part was so fascinating to me that I stayed in it because I was like, whoa, like what? I always knew that we are these energetic beings and that everything around us is energy but wow, like this scientific knowledge behind it goes so much deeper. So what we know about human design is that it is comprised of several different modalities that come together to give you your specific, unique, energetic fingerprint and your specific energetic blueprint. With that energy, you know, when you realize your design and how you're designed to use your energy every single day, it's really helpful because it's like, whoa, like I've always kind, usually when people get human design readings, they're kind of like afterwards, they're kind of like, oh, okay. Like I've always kind of felt that about myself. Like I wanted to like use my energy like that every day, but I didn't know I could because so much of society will tell you, you know, from 
the time that we're children that we can't, right? That we all have to operate the same way. We all have to use our energy the same way every single day. And that's just not reality. And because we've been programmed with that from a young, a very young age, we have been sort of blocking ourselves our entire lives really by trying to use our energy in a way that goes against the natural grain of what is natural to us. Now back to human design and the fact that of course we know we are these energy beings and that everything around us is energy. Human design has a wonderful part of it, the very sciencey sort of part of it that's all about the neutrino system. Now in order to kind of really give you guys this more in-depth picture and image and understanding about energy and how we are energy beings and everything around us is energy. Even the material things around us are energy. In order to do that, I'm going to have to kind of give a little bit of the neutrino story in human design. So the story goes like this. Ra Aruhu, who is the founder of human design, he downloaded this system in 1987 and when he downloaded that system, he was it was during an eight-day meditation in Ibiza. And when he downloaded this entire system, the planet in and of itself was going through this sort of solar supernova event. When that supernova event happened, it sort of sent three times the normal amount of neutrinos onto the planet at that time, which contributed a huge, a lot to him being able to receive this download, which is the system of what we call human design today. What are neutrinos? So neutrinos are this neutral subatomic particle. It's light and dark matter, and it is coming down from the stars, from our sun, every second of every day. And it is said that we are being penetrated with these neutrinos, 3 trillion neutrinos per second. And again, when Ra downloaded the human design system, when we were going through that supernova, we received three times that amount of neutrinos during this supernova event. That just understanding that, just understanding that science has proven that these neutrinos are real, they're actually a real thing, and they're constantly coming down from the stars, coming down from the sun, and penetrating everything. So they penetrate matter, they penetrate laptops and desks and everything on the planet, including us. So that right there in and of itself, that piece of knowledge shows you and tells you that everything literally is energy. And we are these energy beings with these auric fields. When we learn our human design, when we are living in this greater alignment with God's source universe, everything out there, the plants, the animals, the trees, everything, even the objects in our home are in alignment with who we are and everything like that, we are flowing. We're living in energetic flow. And that's so opposite from what the matrix and the elite want us to be. They want us to be these compliant commodities, right? Where we are every single day, every kid needs to wake up at the same time and go to school for this amount of, you know, time during the day and sit there. Children are not meant to sit in a desk for eight hours a day. It's like prison. It's not normal. They're meant to be playing in the fields and learning and growing in that way. So it's just so crazy to think that all of these children and all of these who then become adults sort of become programmed in how they're meant to use their energy. Oh, it's kind of like, if I want to be successful in my life, if I want to have happiness in my life, if I want to have joy, I need to use my energy like this every day. 
I need to work 10 hours a day. I need to hustle and I need to do all these things in order to have the life that I deeply desire. That's not, it's just not the case. It really is not the case for any of us, any of us beings on the planet. We're all here to live our in our own unique within our own unique energetic blueprint, which is why I tell people like, if you've never had a human design reading before, you should get one. You don't have to get one from me, but you should get a human design reading because it really is fascinating to understand your energetic blueprint and the way that you're designed to use your energy every single day. So this topic of energetic alignment just kind of came up for me because I just got back from a trip from Miami with my fiance. Okay, so as a spiritual person, I'm sure that you experience this yourself, especially if your significant other is not like some super like hippie type of like spiritual person. And I say hippie just joking. I don't mean to be offend anybody. I'm just, it's trying to make light of that situation. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying here and what I'm getting at here is I'm talking about energetic alignment and how important it is for us to stay in energetic alignment with our lives and within our energy. And sometimes on the spiritual path, when it comes to living this life, right? When we're, you know, waking up every day and we're trying to stay in alignment with our energy, it can be tough. It can be tough because we are trying to, a lot of times, accommodate people around us and honor the fact that they have their own energy too that needs to be nurtured nurtured and adapted in a certain way, but then it's also like we have to be very mindful of our own energy as well. So especially for anyone who's had any kind of like kundalini awakenings, that is a big part of your life. Like if you are somebody who is listening to this, who has had a kundalini awakening, you, and if you don't know what a kundalini awakening is, it's basically this energy that's really just sort of stored at the bottom of your spine. And usually when a person dies, that energy is released. And sometimes people can experience the release of that energy while they're still alive. And that that can really spark some strong energy shooting up the spine, sometimes through the third eye. They can feel like a hot shooting electric energy up the spine and you can have this like massive awakening all of a sudden. So the reason why I brought up kundalini awakening is because that happened to me. So in October of 2018, I had a massive kundalini awakening and I was not on the spiritual path or anything like that. I was kind of just like interested in meditation because I really knew that there was this greater version of myself in terms of just self-mastery that like I want it to be her. Like I want it to have that sort of like energetic control and that sort of presence. Like there was just this thing that I would see in other people that, you know, they could be out places. They could, you know, be in like their power and like they weren't so affected and they weren't so like, I don't know how to explain it, but I always felt like there was this version of myself that I was trying to get to. And that, you know, usually in the past version of myself, I didn't know I was an empath. Okay. Like I, I was an empath my entire life. Um, a little bit of history about my childhood is I was a seer and a lucid dreamer as a child. So I would see spirits all the time and I would lucid dream all of the time. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and run to my parents' room and tell them about my dreaming. And I would see spirits constantly. I mean, I'm a grown woman now. And even now when I get to 
together with my family. Occasionally, my cousins will start joking about when, when I was a kid. And I remember Jen, remember Jennifer used to see, you know, all these ghosts and stuff and spirits when she was little. And it was so real. They knew it was real because I would just have such an authentically real reaction to like, ghosts and spirits that they knew it was real. So I've had these gifts from the time I was a child, whatever. So as I got older, I learned to suppress a lot of that. I remember waking up when I was like 22 or something and just being so thoroughly exhausted from a life of like lucid dreaming. Like I, I would dream, have these dreams, but when I came back, like when I woke up in this reality, I would be white. And I was so sick of that. I'm like, I just want to sleep and feel like I've rested instead of feeling like I just lived another life somewhere else. So I remember like getting down on my knees and being like, please take this away. Like I can't handle this. Like remove this I've been doing this since I was a kid and I cannot, I just want to sleep. Like, please take the dreaming away. And then it stopped. And then I stopped dreaming for a long time. So that was part of it is, you know, was I was always this sensitive person. And what I'm getting at with explaining this is that I had suppressed a lot of this my entire life, these sensitivities. And in social environments, it was just a shit show because I wasn't so much reacting off of what people were saying all of the time and what they were doing, I was actually reacting off of their energy. And so it just made for a lot of like awkward conversations and awkward just, I always felt everything as soon as I walked into a room. And I thought that that was just me and I never named it anxiety. It never actually felt like anxiety because I never felt like I wanted to like, I never had anything like a freak out or anything like that. It just felt like I felt everything anywhere I went. So anyway, back to what I was saying about this Kundalini awakening is the fact that, you know, when I got to my early 30s, and I was really on this path of self-mastery. I was getting my health in order. I had a lot of digestive issues since I had been like 26 that I was mastering and removing things from my diet and getting way more healthy. And then I decided I wanted to learn meditation. And I heard about transcendental meditation. I was actually watching an episode of Ellen one day and she just started talking about she had the guy on the main guy for transcendental meditation and I was like you know what let me try this because I want to feel in my body like I don't want to feel so affected by everything all the time so I learned transcendental meditation and I highly 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 recommend transcendental meditation to anybody because it is so powerful like I can't even tell you it's so like it, there's no dogma at all you don't have to you know sit still or not think or anything like that it's so easy. And then also with transcendental meditation, I believe it's the only meditation that's scientifically backed where they've literally put like these, those head things that they put on people with the little gadgets and stuff. And they've monitored brain waves, like while people are doing transcendental meditation and they've shown like these amazing results, like people like who were on track to have like dementia or like, or just generally have issues with remembering things or were undecisive or couldn't sleep, were ob obsessively eating, anything like that, this form of meditation, it literally levels you out in your brain waves. So it'll just completely level you out so that when you come back, um, when you're done, you just feel like right in the middle. Like you just feel like boom, like right here. You're, you Like I just, the first thing I remembered after learning transcendental meditation is I could pull up to a drive-through, which I don't go through drive-throughs, but back when my daughter was still young enough to live with me, I was would 
tissue rolls want to go to we have here in wisconsin we have culver's it's like this actually it's a better version of fast food but whatever so anyway i would pull up and i usually could never think about what to order like i could it would take me forever even if i was in a long line once i got there i would still be like frantic almost borderline anxiety like i couldn't decide but after that i just remember i would pull up to those drive-through windows and it'd be like boom like i knew exactly what i wanted to order my mind was so clear the biggest change that I seen with the transcendental meditation, which sideline, I didn't know this would be a transcendental meditation pitch, but I guess it is. The biggest thing I noticed with transcendental meditation is sleep. I struggled to sleep my entire life. Like when I finally went to sleep, I was lucid dreaming, but it would take me sometimes an hour or two hours just lying in bed trying to sleep. But with transcendental meditation, as soon as I started doing it, I mean, I would close my eyes and I'd be knocked the F out. And it was just such a huge shift in like my energy and my mind and my body to have that like deep, thorough sleep right away. I can't even tell you like what transcendental meditation has done for me. It's like the biggest game changer in my on my path that it was like that first thing that I did that like really shifted everything so back to what I was talking about with the kundalini so with transcendental meditation you know after a month of doing it I freaking had a full-blown kundalini awakening I was just like sitting in my bathroom like doing my practice and the other thing that's awesome about transcendental meditation is that it's only 20 minutes so it's not like these long you know meditations where you have to sit there and like meditate for an hour down some journey or path or listen to anything you're just all they give you is a mantra and they show you how to do and you after for me it was after like a couple of weeks of doing it I would boom I could just like slip into the meditation. So anyway, back to what I was saying about the Kundalini, and then we're going to take it full circle back to energetic alignment. So the Kundalini awakening, full-blown Kundalini awakening, like literally felt us like shooting electric energy go up my spine into my third eye. I had all of these crazy visions and then I came back and I was high for like a week. I was so high. I was just like high out of my mind. Like I felt like I was on acid or something. And I remember walking through the nature preserve where I live and I was just looking at everything like, whoa, like this is crazy. Like, I feel like I just did acid right now. Like everything's so vivid and like I could feel the plants and the animals and the trees and it was like everything was whispering to me. I felt like I was going batshit crazy actually. So it it took me a couple of weeks to figure out that I had a kundalini awakening. So I spent a couple of weeks thinking that I just lost my effing mind. And then I once I realized I had a kundalini awakening, I went down that path and I found a kundalini coach who walked me through the process of how to manage this energy the kundalini and then I found another guy who um, showed me how to create energy vortexes so that I could master that part of my my uh, journey as well so that when I walked into places I wasn't absorbing people's energy and if you're wondering about the energy vortex guy he's amazing his name is energy or his name is Oliver authentic energy online so just look that up Oliver authentic energy and he's I think he was Hawaiian or something like that I don't want to say his ethnicity I'm not sure but you will see him and his wife is named Amanda I think and she has like blonde hair so anyway I took his 30-day program learned how to create an energy vortex 
and like I totally mastered my energy. I was like, boom, like my my total, like my third eye totally opened, like my all of my gifts reactivated after years of shutting them down. And then on top of it, I mastered my energy by learning how to create an energy vortex. And then eventually I found human design. So that's why I'm coming full circle now because I want to talk about energetic alignment. So as you can imagine, somebody who's on the spiritual path, it can be very frustrating when like the person that you're in a relationship with, or maybe even the person who's like in your home or your kids and stuff like that aren't on that journey really with you. They are, but they aren't. And they don't understand why you need to meditate every morning. They don't understand why, you know, um, you need to sage, you know, the hotel room before and open the windows and do an invocation and lay out your crystals and do all these things before you even can get unpacked because you got to clear the room. Uh, These are things that you have to have courage about. So that was another thing for me is I had to find courage on my journey. Now my guy is completely supportive for me, but at first he was totally confused. He didn't understand like why I needed to do all these things. So the number one thing with energetic alignment and being a spiritual person on this path is courage. You have to have courage to do you, to do the things that like make you feel good because that is how you stay energetically aligned with your path. And when you get off of that, when you start sort of like bending to certain things just because like, oh, like that person wants me to do it, so I'll go and do it even though it doesn't feel comfortable to me, no. Like that's just gonna be such a huge waste of your time, energy, and money to bend on anything that is not an energetic alignment for you. It needs to be an energetic alignment. So now that we have this deeper understanding of the nutrient system and how everything around us is energy and we are these energy beings and if you've gotten your human design reading and you understand your energetic blueprint how you're designed to use your energy every single day well hell I mean it is time to like fully embrace who you are energetically embrace your path and know that like of course, no no one's, not everyone's going to understand you. Not everyone's going to know why you are doing the things that you're doing and why you're choosing to, you know, wake up or go to sleep at certain times or only eat or drink certain things, but it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you're staying in energetic alignment with exactly how you know your energy is designed to be used every single day. And it's not freaking easy, okay? Like it's not easy going on vacation. Like I was just in Miami, amazing food everywhere. And the way that my energy works best is, and this isn't for everybody, but I'm just telling you, the way that my energy works best is I only eat one time a day. So maybe two times a day. But what happens is I'm not hungry. I drink a lot of water and I'm not hungry until probably like noon I start to feel hungry and then I'll snack. And when I snack, I'll do like cherries, bananas, oranges, pears, fruit. I eat a lot of fruit. And then eventually probably around 2.30 or 3, I start to feel hungry. And then I'm ready for like real food. And then I'll try to eat, I always eat organic non-GMO, but I will, you know, try to eat healthy even when I'm on vacation. So, and the other thing I can't do, and this is just me, like you know your energy, so whatever works for you is best. But for me, I can't drink liquor. Like I can have like a really good cup of red wine or something like that, like just one glass, like once in a while, or like a good sangria or something like that. But I cannot, you know, just be drinking straight liquor or have cocktails. Like it's just, it feels 
not good to me. And it makes me feel like not great the next day. Even if I have just like a sip of it, like the next day I feel off or something. Anyway, that's hard, right? Like being, you know, in freaking Miami, there's amazing food everywhere. Spanish food, tostones, freaking mofongo, like all this stuff. Okay, so mofongo, if you don't know what that is, it probably doesn't sound like the most amazing thing, but it's a Puerto Rican dish. It's actually freaking amazing, but it verbally, it doesn't sound that great. Anyway, there's all this amazing food everywhere. And sure, people would say, you're on vacation, just who cares, indulge. Okay, I'm gonna be a crazy baddie bitch the next day. Like if I do this, like if I drink anyway and I eat three times a day because I just want all the food and do everything everyone else is doing just because I'm on vacation, by day two, I'm not gonna be somebody you wanna be around because it's just, I'm not gonna be in energetic alignment. It's just, I'm not gonna be able to think clearly. My energy is gonna be off. I'm gonna be a hot mess. That's the other way to think about it when it comes to staying in energetic alignment. You're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the people around you, especially if you're generator or a manifesting generator where your energy spills outwardly into the people around you. It affects you. You're constantly generating this energy when you're living in alignment and you're affecting the planet and the people around you. So you want to be affecting people in a positive way. So it's about being a little bit enlightenedly selfish in that way and knowing what's in alignment for you and staying in alignment no matter what. So the fact of the matter is, because we know how energy works, at the end of the day, we're either moving against the energy of all that is, or we are moving in flow with the energy that all that of all that is. So it's, which is going to be like, are you going to live in alignment and let things flow in your life and come to you? Or are you going to live against it because you're just trying to please people or fall in line with what everyone else is doing? It's so much more important that you stay in energetic alignment with yourself before even considering or thinking about what other people need because your cup needs to be full. This is also about manifesting the life of your dreams. I mean, you do that through energy. You do it through energy. So it's like when you are even manifesting, you can manifest so much faster when you're in energetic alignment versus, you know, when you're moving against what comes uh, natural to you um, or what's natural to your energy. Understanding your energy is key. Again, if you've never had a human design reading before, get one. It doesn't need to be from me, but get a human design reading because even I have a channel. Um, it's called. It's technically called the channel of struggle, but I, I like to call it the channel of the fighter because that's more about the energy of what that represents. Now that is coming from my root. Okay, so one way that helps me to move that energy because I don't, you know, I'm always fighting for something. It's you, the energy's there. It's got to be directed somewhere. So I like to always have a mission behind what I'm doing. Like even this podcast, I have specific sacred geometry for it. I have a mission statement for it on my altar and I'm that I'm fighting for what I want this to be. Not fighting is the wrong word, but I have, I'm putting my energy towards standing in this energy of what I want this podcast to be for people. Now with that channel of the fighter, the channel of struggle and knowing that I have that is amazing because why I know that I need to move that energy every single day I try. So I have have a little workout machine and that I do 10 minutes of like more lower body like muscle workout on that machine because that's a little bit harder to do. So it moves that root chakra energy out so that I'm not like maybe, I don't know, like using that 
fighter energy within the home where maybe I'm like picking fights for like no reason or I'm like starting things that don't matter. So it's just about knowing how your energy works. And because I know I have that, I know where to aim that energy. And that's always in my business. It's like I use that energy to stand for what I believe in in my business and to fight for like humanity and like what I believe to be true for us. But then I also know every day I need to move it. So I move it and I express that energy through working out. So again, understanding and knowing your channels is a huge part of understanding your energy and falling in direct alignment with the planet, with the animals, the trees, everything around you, the physical things around you, as well as the elements around you as well. Because we are those elements. We are everything. So remember, you are a God. Remember your energetic God state and be enlightenedly selfish in that way. Make sure that you're feeling energetically in alignment with God, source, universe, all that is before you think about having to worry about other people. It's important for you to stay in energetic alignment no matter what. So I hope this has helped you somewhat. Keep checking back for new episodes and thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you and follow me on social media, Instagram at thisisjentorres and on Facebook at jen.torres.13. And you can find all of the links for my accounts on my link tree page and the link to the link tree page is listed in the show notes of that this episode and if it's not then look for it look for it on the next episode but it should be in this one it should be linked below so thank you so much um again i hope this has helped you keep checking back for new episodes of the she's a god podcast